everybody. Welcome to Bosch Rush Podcast Pride Panel. I am your host, the excited and enlightened Eddie B. And joining me as my co-host for this episode, he's the cool down of the week. Please, everybody, welcome back to the show. Kami Jace. Hello, hello, good sir. Hello. Hi. I came in too early. Hi. <laughs> Yes, welcome. How how are you? Uh, doing all right. <laughs> it's been um, the weirdest week for all kinds of news, not just video game related stuff. But um, you know what? I'm here. I'm still kicking. Can't keep a good good uh, dude down. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> well, Kent, just to give everybody a reminder of who you are, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am Kami Jace. I am the week. Uh, wow. Hmm. I'm the host of the weekly Cooldown uh, podcast. Uh, it is a podcast where we get to know the gaming news of the week and we get to know our guests. Um, and that's all I got, I think, right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. Uh, but we have two special guests also. But before I get I introduce them, I want to let you guys know that we did have another third guest, uh, Caitlin Galiz Rowe. Uh, she's the founder and EIC of Uppercut Circuit. So we just want to... Sh- uh, uh, they, I'm sorry, I, I pronounced it now. They are the founder and EIC of Uppercut uh, Critic. Um, so they couldn't make it so we but uh just want to show them some love and everything so i do apologize caitlin i i i usually just say things um unplanned uh sometimes i have to practice that but we love you and just to let you know i did reach your last of us two um review great job it's just super great but we're going to introduce our guest um my first guest uh he's the deep space nine of hunting monsters in this world everybody please welcome LeBron d <laughs> the deep space nine of hunting monsters okay well yeah that that you just you just let everyone know that i'm a trekkie and i'm all about monster hunter hey everybody Look. <laughs> what else do we need Look, I already told him that the next generation is one of my favorite Star Treks, and uh, I know you said that was your least favorite, but uh, fight least favorite. I wouldn't okay. Uh, let me let me just clarify that real fast so you know the Trekkies don't find me on Twitter and just, just attack me. I love the next gen, but compared to some of the stuff that came behind it, came after, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, uh, the next gen. Going back and watching the 178 episodes of that, it's kind of a boring ride. There's some, there's definitely some good stories and stuff. There's some good stuff going on in it. But when you look at Deep Space Nine, uh, Voyager is actually a lot of everybody's least least favorite, uh, the least favorite of the of the series, Voyager, because uh, we're not even talking about the newer stuff. Uh, it's it's a toss up between Voyager and Enterprise that everybody is having issues about. But in my opinion, yeah, the next gen, great series. It was great for me because I was I was in early teens when it came out and I'm, a trekkie, and I'm a trekkie but at the same time it was one of those things where it was like once the new stuff came along and they finally did realize what star trek is all about and how the writing was going for that the next gen just became like a boring series for me uh, all right but the whole but the whole hunting monsters <laughs> thing yeah that's monster hunter like i've been playing monster hunter since the first game came out back in 2004 back on ps2 and uh and you can check out some of my shenanigans at twitch tv slash exodus 803 uh i i am a terrible streamer like i don't always stick to my schedule but you know typically i will play you know monday wednesdays and some of the weekend days 
Uh, so welcome to the streaming world. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brand new to it. Brand new to it. Streaming's yeah. hard. Oh, right. Like, I've been trying to learn all this stuff, and right, right now, like, like OBS has got me. Either I'm going to like run my head through my desk, or I'm going to put my fist <laughs> through a monitor. <laughs> for me, it's like I can't keep this persona like going for like three days a week. I can only do it like once or twice. So <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, I just, I just be myself out there. I, I have no, I, I do know that like one of the cool things about, tw- about getting a Twitch audience is like, if you have a personality that you like to bring to it, uh, that will definitely get you more, get you more follows and more views and stuff like that. But for, but for me, it's like, uh, I can't really fake that. I can't really fake that. So I'm You're just right. going to be myself You're and right. try and, and try my best to keep an eye on the chat. <laughs> That's exactly. the other thing. Yeah. Uh, but we have our next guest. His love for gaming never tires. It's Tyrin Z. Hello, good sir. Hey, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Good. Could you introduce yourself to the audience, to the world? I am Tyrin Z. I am 26 years old. I am a new upcoming streamer. I was once on Mixer, but then, you know. Oh boy! Oh, happening, no. but so we went- I decided to go to Facebook Gaming. I figured I have a, a decent crowd over there since family, friends, all on Facebook. You know, why would I make it easier for them to access me? Uh, how is that going, Facebook Gaming? Yeah. Um, it's it's a headache, honestly, right now because learning that, um, it's it's really weird. It's really weird right now. So it's it's a process, right? We, uh, me and Corey and Jesse and the crew, we're probably going to be talking about it. Um, but we was thinking about adding Facebook gaming to our streams for the podcast, and we're just trying mm-hmm. to get more information about it. So, um, hopefully later on, like, where is you tell us about it? Um, and then when it comes to the time, because I'm still doing Mixer until it ends, and then I'm gonna try Facebook <laughs> Gaming after and see how that goes. Because uh, my sorry, my PlayStation now now stream now to YouTube. I got that set up, and I kind of want to do my Xbox One do YouTube, but it's not allowing me to do it for the system. So I'm trying to figure <laughs> all of that out and everything. But I, we want to know more about Facebook Gaming. No one has it yeah, said. Yeah, I much. definitely can get some information for you. I'm sorry. That is all great. And everybody in our producing uh corner is uh the Wise West Constantine, Mr. Jesse Douglas, and Bossman himself, Corey Derrick. You guys can't see them, but once again, thank you guys for um doing this podcast uh with us, you know, checking out the chats, um, helping us technically uh as we come together to gag, laugh get into some good in-depth conversations it's just literally just half fun uh and celebrate pride month uh with this panel uh, now let's get into some housekeeping real quick uh for those who don't know this this is the boss rush podcast where each and every week live on twitch.tv slash boss rush games live and on mixer currently Corey just 
<laughs> exactly. Corey <laughs> Jesse, I should put that down for a limited time only. <laughs> Corey Jesse and myself, as well as our friends from around the internet, come together to share our passion for games. If you could join us live on Saturdays, no big deal. You can head on over to youtube.com slash games or your favorite podcast service Monday mornings to catch the show. Remember to like, subscribe, follow, rate, and review whenever you consume it. Follow us on Twitter at Bosch Rush Podcast. And remember, you can see all of our content on BoschRushGames.com. So, the Mixer situation, and actually kind of Microsoft situation in general. Everybody knows um, that they July 22nd would be their last day for their Mixer platforms to be available. And then they're switching to Facebook Gaming. But they released most of their partners and said that it could go anywhere and everything. And then news broke out that they're keeping only four Microsoft stores open and the rest of them are permanently closing. Um, I want to ask you guys after, after that news came out, I kind of was thinking what is going on with Microsoft and definitely for uh, viewers of Arsenal X do check out um, next week's episode, Corey and Jesse and Carl and whoever guests, they're probably going to be diving more into this, but I want to, I want to ask you guys, um, what is going on with Microsoft? Like, why are they closing stores and Mixer and stuff? Um, Tyrese, uh, what what is your thought? Um, my thought is maybe it's due to the situation, um, money saving things, they're not getting the 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 income that they need. So mm-hmm. why not harden up? Hmm. Okay. Come, Chase. Your thoughts. It's hard to say, really, um, because Microsoft has been doing the kind of uh, games as a service thing for a little while now. So they've got Mm -hmm. the Xbox Games Pass, which they've uh, spread across to PC um, and a few other little business models that they've got going on. Um, They obviously wanted to try and uh, monopolize uh, on the same streaming market as YouTube uh, games, uh, uh, Facebook gaming, of course, and Twitch, of course. Um, but I think there was more negative, pl- uh, pl- <clears throat> can't ever say this word, more <laughs> negative news um, <laughs> with Mixer uh, than there was positive. Even with um, uh, Ninja leaving Twitch for Mixer, I think they didn't really capitalize on those gains. So at least in Mixer's uh, arena, uh, I think that they just hedged their losses and was like, you know what, we'll just shift over to Mark Zuckerstuckler and see what we can do. <laughs> um, but uh, with regards to the Microsoft store, I'm not sure. Um, I know that their stocks have not been doing well over the past couple of days. I'm not sure if that, uh, like, it, it seems too quick for them to kind of come to that decision. Um, just based off of like five day stocks or something like that. So I'm not sure what that's about. It's it's very strange. Hmm. Okay. What about you, Leroy? What what are your thoughts? Well, um, my thoughts on the mixer on the mixer thing is uh, is I feel like in the case of this one, it was more of a they were just way too late to the party on this one compared to YouTube and uh, and Twitch. Uh, that that's my opinion. I, uh, we always have people who want, and, and Microsoft kind of has this problem of being late to the game for a lot of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. If we look, if we look at the the whole console gaming thing, they came in at a time. I think it, I think they kind of monopolized on the fact that you know Sega bowed out after Dreamcast and they jumped in. Uh, 
But when you look at it as a whole, Microsoft seems to adapt a little too slowly, which is crazy to think because Microsoft kind of innovates when it comes to like technology, especially electronics and PC. Yes. Uh, so I feel my personal my personal thoughts on it is like with the mixer thing, they just came in late into the game because I remember I remember it was a big deal when you know like we hear mixer uh, you know uh, Ninja, you know is moving from Twitch to Mixer. That was a big deal, uh, and that was before I even thought about getting into streaming myself. But I was already under the I was under the impression that I was going to be a Twitch streamer, so I didn't even I knew what Mixer was, so I didn't even think about it. Uh, but then you know being versatile and stuff like that within the industry, like I also do YouTube now. So, you know, I hate to see what's happened to the, everyone that's been affiliated with mixer and stuff like that. I, yeah, I hope, I hope that, you know, there's, there's not a big collapse because people were trying to, people do make their livelihoods off of streaming. People do that, you know, yes. and hopefully there's not this big collapse behind it. You know, I would hate, I would hate to say at the end of the day, like, Oh, we blame Microsoft for a while. Like this talent just disappeared, you know, things like that. Um, but speaking about Microsoft closing, like, you know, it's storefronts and stuff like that. I'm not really sure about that because, um, because Microsoft isn't the only, is the only group that's closed storefronts. Like Nintendo did it last year. Uh, I think, I think they, I think honestly, they only have like two locations. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not the best. I'm not the best Nintendo person. I'm not that. I'm not that guy in the gaming industry when it comes to Nintendo. Uh, but if I'm That's not mistaken, you have me. <laughs> if I'm not if I'm not mistaken though, like you know, like this is not this is not really a first. It's just kind of, you know. I guess when we think about Microsoft though and computers and basically everybody has a computer, you know, it seemed it does the news does seem kind of weird that they're closing their storefronts, you know. But then again, who knows? Because you know, like maybe Apple is next. You know, I think. I think part of it is because of uh, COVID nineteen, uh, mm-hmm. because they've had a because uh, Microsoft reported like a major boost in like their online sales and stuff uh, and and online sales and marketing. I know COVID nineteen had something to do with that because because I work in I work in the IT in the IT field and there was a time actually if you look right now it's hard to buy computer parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's hard to buy computer parts. Uh, like I, like one of my things is I build computers and stuff like that, and uh, and it took me it took me three weeks of waiting just to get not just to get uh just to get a a a tower so I could put all my parts in, and I was also waiting. Would you believe it? A keyboard and mouse. <laughs> that slowed that <laughs> wow. slowed me down. <laughs> that slowed me down from getting the actual computer built. And this is not a computer for myself. This is for somebody else. Wow. So. So I think it's too early to tell, like what you know, like what the impact is for Microsoft, like you know, closing all their storefronts and things like that. I, me personally, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal because because our way of life is changing because of COVID nineteen, and I mm-hmm. think they're I think this might be the one thing that they're adapting pretty early and quickly about. Sure. That's my opinion, though. Yeah, I was I mentioned that I'm like it feels like they're restructuring for some unknown reason, and I don't know why. Like with the Microsoft stores closing, um. And I posted to you guys in the chat. I'm just like, where is a Microsoft store at? Because I don't, ha- I literally have to, someone to, like, Terrence, you told me there was the one in downtown Chicago. And I was just like, mm-hmm. where at downtown? I'm like, I, when I come to the city. It was in the Nordstrom Mall. Is that? Okay. Um. All right. Okay. I think I know where, is that, where's that one at? It's on uh, Michigan. Michigan. Okay. Um. Oh, okay. Uh, I I know for me it's a uh, our drive because to Woodfield. Uh, you might heard of Woodfield Mall, Renzi. Um, 
that's that's where a Microsoft store is at. And it's because I'm yeah. like halfway close to Wisconsin. Uh I was just like, I've never seen one in Wisconsin. There's not one in Gurney, like where Six Flags is at. There's there's none there. And I was just I'm, like, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm in I'm in Hampton Roads, Virginia. Like I live I live like right on the edge of uh, Yorktown uh, out here. And the closest one to me, I just looked it up, is uh, Arlington, Virginia. That's a two and a half hour drive. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it, I, I guess because when we think of Microsoft and buying their products, we go to Best Buy, Walmart, mm-hmm. Target, right. stuff like there. So we're getting their consoles and maybe a computer. If we're getting one of their computers, like a Surface tablet or something, we'll be at Best Buy because it's more available there. Um, it was just yeah. Yeah, my Best Let's Buy, my Best Buy has like a dedicated a dedicated Microsoft rep there. My mm-hmm. my Best Buy does the one that, that's like ten minutes up the road up the road from me. Uh, but uh, you know, like a Microsoft location couldn't like like that Mariah Carey meme. I don't know her. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and, uh, and the closest uh, and the closest Apple store to me is a thirty five minute drive uh, across. I I'd have to go through a tunnel to get to uh, Virginia Beach. Uh, not not Virginia Beach. I'm sorry, Norfolk. Ours is like t- like about twenty five minutes from us. It's in the rich neighborhood. Uh, if you think about it, and yeah, that's like, that's kind of the way I feel too. Uh, you know, the, the the hipster side of town, <laughs> right? Um, as for Mixer, I am saddened because I had problems with Twitch on my Xbox One. Like it wasn't connecting. Um, it would tell it would show that I'm streaming, but then I go to my Twitch page to go check it, and it wasn't there. And then this F2A author, uh, authoring thing, if you lo- literally lose your phone that you connected to, you really can't go back in to change it. They don't make that. They don't make a lot of stuff to change easy on Twitch. Right. And so I would just like my Xbox One has Mixer. I could click it on. Okay, everybody, I'm playing Okami or Ikaruga. You guys could watch it, chat with me, let me know. I could go to my page. Bam, it's right there. And I could just see everybody having fun and, and enjoying. It. And I don't, I don't stream to, like, be a partner or affiliate and stuff. I want to show different games off because I feel like there's more to Fortnite and Street Fighter and Call of Duty. You know, <laughs> of course, I'm playing Arkaruga or I'm playing Okami or I'm playing this weird Japanese European game. Like, I wonder, I might, I want to buy, um, um. Blame it, uh, Blazing Chrome and really show everybody that game and talk about the Sega Genesis uh, Contra Hardcorps and why games like these still matter and if you're watching and thinking that you're a gamer because of Fortnite I'm like you need to play these games I, 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 I had somebody not mad at me but I created a discussion that if you're able to play Fortnite you should be able to get through Mega Man 2 you know what you you know what you you bring us to you basically segued us into a great subject because i mean what i what i like just from hearing what you're talking about is like you have your niche you you you're mm-hmm. like we want the we want the that not so much the outdated games but the but the more dated games that people didn't really think about you know now yeah. because we have such popularity with the Call of Duties, the Battlefields, the Fortnites, the Overwatches, the crap. Even League of Legends and World of Warcraft is still, you know, is still a big deal and stuff like that. Like, uh, like people consider, uh, 
I stream Monster Hunter. I'm not trying to be the Monster Hunter streamer, but people consider Monster Hunter a niche game, you know, yeah. uh, because because it's not mainstream, even though, you know, Capcom begs to differ selling 70, over 17 million copies of Monster and, Hunter World. And, you know? and this is, and, and LeBron, you probably could agree with me that back in the day, Monster Hunter wasn't big anywhere until Monster Hunter 4 came yeah. to 3DS. Like, look at that sales of the 3DS and how it was hard to find, how everybody was not only buying Monster, not, not only plans to buy Fire Emblem, awakening i think at that time or the following fire emblem but monster hunter 4 everybody jumped on the track yeah well, now, no monster one hunter, talked about monster hunter monster hunter when it first came out on ps2 in 2004 the only reason why i even like got into it is because uh i used to work for that devil that we call gamestop and eb games i used to work for them <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh, back then they used to push this magazine called egm everybody remembers that because mm -hmm. you, you want to get that 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 bonus card that's supposed to give you like this percentage no, off game informer egm was different yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, no, no, it was called it was called GMR. That's what it was called when it first came out. Before it was called Game Informer, it was called GMR. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know what? I guarantee you, I can dig through one of my boxes because, like, what got me turned on the Monster Hunter is like I walked into the store one day, getting a clock in for my shift, and they had to do magazines out, and I saw and I saw this giant this giant dragon. You know, and this dude was a giant bone blade, just they're going at each other. And I'm like, what is this? And and so I did the research on it. And I was like, oh, because I was also starting, I was in a phase of, of gaming where I was starting to fall out of love with, with Japanese RPGs. Like, mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, in my opinion, like the RPG market is stale, but we can say that for another talk. <laughs> um, I was starting to fall out of love with, with, with RPGs as a whole, specifically Japanese RPGs, because I come from the Final Fantasy era and everything mm -hmm. everything Square Enix touch touch was just gold, you know, back then for me. Hello. At that time, it's called SquareSoft. SquareSoft, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm getting my I'm getting my history mixed up, but you, but so yeah. So Monster Hunter, I was like, you know, I looked at it, I read the information, I was like, okay, so this is technically an action RPG. So I told myself. This will be the last RPG that I actively will spend money on to play. <laughs> and for the longest time, Monster Hunter was that game. And um, but Monster Hunter only had popularity in Japan because mm -hmm. Japanese gamers get that type of style and that type of gameplay. So when I was trying to turn everybody on to Monster Hunter, everybody's like, everybody's like, oh, that game looks so hard. You know, like, wait, we have to cook our own food and stuff like that. I'm like, uh yeah like don't you do that in games like harvest moon <laughs> you, yeah. you, yes. you pump you pump like thousands of hours into those games but you don't but you think it's a, too much of a chore in like a game like monster hunter because it's a more action oriented game and stuff like right. that so it, it's the monster hunter if you now think it think about it in the modern sense monster hunter is the destiny meets dark souls realm of game how you gotta grind to get better equipment and sometimes you have to hunt over and over and over again and like over, you do like over. you can yeah yes yeah yeah to get the good stuff because like i started i didn't i didn't know it i didn't i never saw it for playstation 2 but when i saw muscle hunter try come from we snagged it Monster yeah, Hunter. that's that. That was actually everybody's. That was usually that was actually everybody's first like taste for Monster Hunter. For, mm -hmm. They put it on the Wii, and you know, as much as I honestly hate the third that Monster Hunter tried for the Wii, I honestly hate it because coming from the robust history of the PS2 games and the PSP yes. games, we got we got the most watered down version of Monster Hunter when Tri came out. Like there was only like eighteen boss monsters and stuff like that, and that's coming from the previous game, which was on the PSP. That game had a hundred and some odd boss monsters, and we went from that to eighteen. 
So they uh, they actually they actually lost a good chunk of the initial player base because mm-hmm. I spent forty hours in the game and I was done. Did Where, must did Muster Hunter Three Ultimate fix that? It, it did. It did actually because because uh, Monster Hunter Three Ultimate was basically a port of Monster Hunter Portable Third, and Portable Third was only available on the PSP in Japan. Um, but of course, you know, like if you if you know what you're doing, you can play it over here in the states. <laughs> but um. But so so Ultimate was a port of Portable Third, but it was also an update, an upgrade. So basically it was like the the, the top tier version of that game. They added a whole, whole bunch of stuff in, they put everything back together, uh, they changed a whole bunch of things, they took out underwater combat, which everybody everybody hates. I, <laughs> Sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it was it was interesting at first, and then you know, when it's like, oh, a third of your monsters you have to fight in water is like no thanks. <laughs> well, and right sorry for the monster hunter talk. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. I, well, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I I I, actually I didn't I'm know. Sorry. I'm sorry, already, I hijacked that. I'm sorry. <laughs> put it in the chat that said if Monster Hunter of Monster Hunter Talk come out, LeBron, you are talking about yeah. <laughs> That's I did not that. I did not mean to hijack it. I'm, I I'm can, sorry. I can say like two things about Monster Hunter, and one of them is that the character creation is pretty good, and I like the cooking cats. Uh, that's all i got i played enough of it to know what i'm doing but not enough to like get real in-depth about like the names of the monsters and which tale makes the shield okay i need to recuse myself from this conversation (laughs) (laughs) Uh, terezi did you play monster hunter uh did you i actually uh, got into monster hunter um um monster hunter world that's where i came yes okay how, how do you, oh, do you so enjoy I know it? a little bit about it. I can't really, like like you said, I can't tell you like all the names of the monsters, but I got pretty far in it where I beat the first part, and I got into the expansion, but I didn't get as far in the expansion. I know. Well, what so it, it, I agree. <laughs> that grind is, is insane. It's, it's insane sometimes. Like, okay, okay, okay. You know what? You know what? You know what, though? You're talking, you're, talking about, you're talking about the grind in Monster Hunter World. Would you would you believe me if I said the grind in Monster Hunter World is like one fifth of what it used to be from the uh, I, and I'm not even talking I'm even talking about Monster Hunter Monster Hunter Four sure which was on which was the last game before World came out like the grind in this one is they they the one thing I will say is they streamlined the game well enough that anybody can pick it up whether you are whether you're yeah. the old school gamers been playing it since 2004 or whether you just want something new and you're tired of Destiny or you're tired of what's another looter uh, division you're tired of an, all those other looter shooters and and you know that's basically what it is so so I, I just want to ask one real one real quick question as someone brand new to Monster Hunter what do you think of World how 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 do you feel about it. I enjoy it. I enjoy how simple they put it because I actually looked back into some of the other games. Um, and I agree with you that the grind for the other games is completely worse than what it is now. <laughs> I think they did a good job of simplifying it uh, a little bit uh, more you know, for the next generation. Mm-hmm. So I like it. I really enjoyed the game. It's just I need to put the time in, which is exactly. a lot going on. A lot of games coming out. <laughs> Or you like, want to go back to something to be like, okay, let's like, 
it's it's so satisfying when you take down a monster, even if that monster kicked your tail. You got to do the fight. <laughs> when that when you hear that do 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 and that monster go down, you be like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> like you can get it on the only. It's cutting that tail off. I just yes. I don't know why, but cutting that tail off is just okay. I'm you look. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's like it's like your validation that you're putting in work. <laughs> right, right, yeah. We almost there. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so, everybody, we're going to move on and actually get into our discussion. Uh, let's get visible, visible. Yes, I took it from, from that. Uh, but we're talking about visibility in the gaming community. Um, and I kind of want to start off with you, um, with you, Laurent. Um, how did you get into content creation? And then, Kami Jace and then Terezi, um, same thing. Like, how did you guys all get into content creation? Okay. Uh, well, um, I, I got into content creation and I've only been doing it for a few months now. So like I said, like I am, I am a baby streamer in all, in all regards, like, but I'm, but I'm doing it in the most, in the most roundabout way because I'm trying to do everything right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the main reason why I got into content streaming is because, uh, because honestly it was circling back to monster hunter, even though, like I said, I did not want to be a monster hunter streamer, but everybody, Back in the day, everybody was like, would, would come to me with questions about the game and stuff like that. So it got to the point where I just started joking around like, oh, you guys want me to make a walkthrough or, you know, uh, you know, a strategy guide and stuff like that. And honestly, just watching stuff and how things evolved over Twitch and YouTube, it became something that I was like, you know what? I work in the IT field. I have all this computer equipment at my disposal and stuff like that. It's a no brainer. Like, let me try it. I'm not even trying. I'm I'm like I'm like you. I'm not I'm not trying to become an affiliate and nothing like that. If, if if I get partnered and it happens, you know, I'm happy for it and stuff like that. I'm not even sure if I want to be completely monetized. You know, I feel like that brings its own headaches and struggles into it. But the major reason why I want to get into content creation is because I used to I used to be a um, be a senior editor for for an online blog called popcultureshock.com. And we basically talked about Stuff from video games to music to movies to comic books to TV shows and all that stuff in between and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, I miss that stuff. So I have a I have kind of a knack for it. So why not why not do it? You know, just do it over YouTube and over and and Twitch to some degree. I'm starting to learn that Twitch has its very its very own nuanced way about things. Like you know, you get up there and you either have less discusses or you actually get in there and you play the games and and chat with everybody. Uh, whereas YouTube, you have that open forum where you can put up you know content and stuff like that. So that's honestly the way I got into content creation. It was just it was a fun like you know what let's let's let my hobby have another hobby basically. Yes. What about you, Kyber Chase? How did you get to content creation? Well, for this story, I have to take you all the way back to 2016. <laughs> no. Oh, um, this is going to be good. <laughs> well, I actually have a degree in uh, communication studies and journalism. So my original plan for life, my original goal, was to be a journalist and to write and to uh, you know do all that stuff. Um, but my town is small enough where there are opportunities, but not enough where if you are like a brand new journalist, you only have a couple stories and bylines under your belt, you're not going to get it before like someone else. Plus you need to know certain people and I didn't intern enough for all that shit. So, um, (laughs) what I did do, um, as I was getting, you know, little jobs here and there, uh, just to stay afloat, was I would go and write for little publications um, in my town and so on and so forth. 
Um, at some point I decided maybe I should try writing video game stuff. Um, maybe that would help me out. And at the same time, I'm listening to podcasts <laughs> like uh, while I'm doing my day job. Um, and I was like, maybe I could do podcasting. Podcasting sounds pretty interesting. And I was like, ah, but you know, it might be a lot of work and I don't really like the sound of my voice and I don't want people to hear my <laughs> voice. And blah, blah, blah. So uh, one day I go down to my local radio station to actually meet with an old teacher of mine. Uh, to see if there's any opportunities. He says, no, but you know, I never really told you this, but you have a really great voice for radio, so you should keep trying out anyway. And I said, I, I, huh? I have a what? <laughs> I have a good what? Um, so a uh, couple months later, I decide, okay, we're going to get the equipment. We're going to start doing this podcasting thing. Um, and lo and behold, here we are two and some odd years, uh, some months nine, 10 months, I think, um, years later, we are here and here I am and yeah, podcasting. I don't, <laughs> I don't, um, I don't do the Twitch stream, uh, 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 bits with it. Um, as I said, I think before the show, I find streaming kind of difficult. Um, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to keep the energy live sometimes, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do I do want to kind of branch out from just the audio aspect. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Tyrese, how did you get into content creation? Um, I'm going to be 100 with you. I first got into content creation because I like the attention. But I continued it. Same. Because I wanted to create a safe space where anybody could say, you know, anything, you know, talk about anything. In the stream that I'm doing, um, like 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 him, I Leron, I am a baby streamer. I just <laughs> got into it, so you know, with the whole like we said the earlier mixer thing going down, it's kind of restarting me. But I'm still that's where I'm trying to go as a content creator of the stream. I'm trying to build a safe space where everybody can come in, talk to me, even if you don't even want to talk to me, just watch what I'm doing. You know, just chill. You're all beautiful people. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, here's here's probably the one good thing that's going to come out of like Mixer basically collapsing and stuff like that is because like you're probably going to not this not to say it's like a sympathy thing, but you're probably going to pick up a pretty decent following just because it's like, oh, this guy, this guy was on Mixer and then he dealt with that whole folding and all that stuff. Like he, if he stuck with it, then chances are like he knows the stuff or he's right. got some good content that he wants to put out there. So. So yeah, like Mixer, like that. I feel like that was a lost opportunity for a lot of people who devoted the time into it. You know, except mm -hmm. for Ninja, Ninja and Shroud, of course. You know, thirty thirty million dollars and ten million dollars. You know, that's that's. I was like, oh, you know what? Why didn't I do that? <laughs> I could I could have already I could have already retired. You know, <laughs> you know, but uh, but yeah, so. So I feel like I feel like some good things are going to happen, especially if, like you guys just stick with it. Like the Flutter Mixer crowd. That's just that's just my two cents. You know what do I know? I'm a Twitch and slash YouTube guy. What do I know? You know, and <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even. Streamer. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, even, I'm not even experienced. Like I'm still trying to get my OBS stuff figured out. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I also was thinking about getting a YouTube channel started, but I'm not experienced enough when to like edit videos personally. So I, I was gonna like. Ask my friends, my personal friends like Carl and Richard, who y'all had featured on the last show, um, yes. to help me out with that. I think they're personally really dope editors. So I was going to keep it in the crowd. 
Yeah, you see, know, that's yeah. the best thing about it, too, because I do have a YouTube channel up that I'm not plugging right now because uh, the reason why I'm not plugging it, if you come to my Twitch, you'll find out my YouTube channel, but I'm not plugging my YouTube channel because I've been tr I was trying to get everything affiliated with my gamer tag. Uh, and mm -hmm. apparently my really unique gamer tag that I've had since I was 19 years old, somebody else has had it and, oh. and their YouTube channel is called that. But, uh, they posted one video eight years ago and abandoned their channel. Wow. So, so, <laughs> so, so I'm doing, I'm doing the whole, basically, you know, like basically just like how politicians do it. I'm doing, I'm putting foot to pavement. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get to that saturation point of a hundred, a hundred subscribers. That way, I can create a custom URL. And at that point, then I'll actively be plugging my uh, my YouTube channel. At that point, I mean, if you find my YouTube channel, please feel free to follow me. As a matter of fact, I will probably tell you guys after we cut after we cut recording this what my YouTube <laughs> channel is because I need the I need the subs. <laughs> yeah. I uh, uh here have watched you guys. We know everything that you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I for me. Oh, for for me, just real quick, that um, I got into content creation kind of back in the early two thousand. Um, I what I had my personal blog on OneUp dot com because I've I've been a gamer since the eighties and by EGM and GamePro. Like my mom, I was an usher at church and. You know, around Christmas time, I literally almost cried in church because my mom bought me a Game Pro magazine in a box, and it was the one with uh, Hook from Sony. And I, this was for the Sega G Genesis, and like she, she knows me. <laughs> I'm literally about to be like, "Hold on, Jesus, you can take the wheel for right now, but uh, I'll call an Uber to catch up." I literally was in church about to cry because I all every time we went to Walgreens, I have asked for EGM a magazine. She was spending five dollars to get it for me. And then her just surprised me with that game pro thing, made everything. I, I have always been into games from consoles to PC to arcades. And then with one up K, they gave me a space to be able to write and everything. And before Retronauts became uh its own podcast, they kind of threw out a question: um, uh, who, what should we name this? And I threw out a name called Optional Opinion. Uh, they never took it, but I'm like, I like the name of this. And like I love talking about video games and giving my opinion about different stuff that we don't talking about. And throughout the years, I even tried Ustream doing audio, I mean doing vi a video before I got to the audio aspect and then later on uh, about 2013 14 later on uh i meet Corey and he's running his thing dna and we were both were nintendo fans uh and we've been going on for five plus years uh we cooked up together started doing nintendo power block and throughout the years through different our ups and downs we started creating content whether we were writing whether we was doing our own podcast uh i mentioned pot and play doing shows and stuff like that and it was just like this is my passion I a I finally get to nerd out with somebody about video games because I don't get to do that every day with people in my area, and to be able to now do it like through through online with other people, it's always great to have these discussions and create content and everything. And uh, I, I mentioned earlier, like I don't get to con I don't get get to cre uh, create content with. Uh, with my lgbtq community um and i kind of that's why i'm glad that we're having we're having this and you know talking to you laron talking to you uh talking to you comma james talking to you uh to Renzi, and like other 
gay gamers around the world. Us getting my like one of my friends, he kicked my tail in Killer Instinct on Xbox, and it was still fun because we were just having a good time talking and stuff. It, I'm like it. It kind of opened my world to be like, I'm glad that I get to make this stuff out of my passion and deliver it to anybody who wants to see it. Um, you know, and I the visibility is just like, as long as it's out there that anybody wants to see, I'm so glad that it's happening. Um, but I kind of want to ask you guys, um, how different and difficult was it in the past to, uh, um, uh, how difficult uh, and different was it is in the past, uh, you know, to now to being out? Like, you guys coming out, like, how hard was it? Um, do you guys feel like it's still hard coming out? Um, um, or do you think now it's kind of easier, but there's still things that we all have to deal with? As the resident old guy in, in this podcast, I'm going to go last. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, uh, uh, then Tyrenzi, uh, let's let me start with Tyrenzi because see, I think he's the youngest out of us. Okay, yeah, well, coming out when I think about coming out, I go back to high school because mm. that's like my first experience of like, oh wow, I give, I tell other people, um, do other people already know, but <laughs> like coming out to me back then was a little harder than it is than it is now. Um, simply because today people are more open-minded and they more accept accepting than uh, a lot of things. Back then, I was young. I didn't know what people would think of me. I'm freaking out. So I finally told one person, one ter- person became another, and it was okay. Um, I actually, believe it or not, I've never had like a, a bad coming out experience except for one person, which... There's the time and the place for everything. Can't talk mm-hmm. about that right now. But um, uh, I've, I've had a good coming out. I wouldn't say good, but it, it was okay. It, I never had anything bad happen to me because, you know, I'm being gay or I am gay. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it was, it's, it's easier today. I'm sorry. Uh, what about you, Kevin Chase? Um, I think it just depends, right? I think like anything else, it depends on who you are surrounded with, not who you surround yourself with, because sometimes you don't have control over that, but who you are surrounded by. Um, My own coming out was kind of a mixed bag as well um, with my friends because our, um, our, my high school, um, we all kind of grew up with one another. We knew each other from elementary school and from middle school. So uh, there were maybe five or six other gay guys, um, bisexual, et cetera, um, in my uh, graduating class even. Um, and so we all knew each other. We all grew up with each other. And, it, you know, coming out was like, okay, great. Like, we're all here. Like, we're friends. Great. Um, but with the family, it was a little harder. Um, my mom's uh, a bit conservative, or she was uh, back when I did come out. I must have been like 15 or 16 when I came out. Um, so that was difficult. Um, my grandmother's, um, was very, uh, evangelical. Um, the, everyone has since come around. A lot of minds have been changed, I think because of my coming out. Um, and because of just the times changing and, you know, being a little open-minded is seen as, uh, uh being smarter, I guess, in a way. Um, it, it means that you've accepted that like things aren't always as black and white, quote unquote, as they want, um, as you want them to be. So 
I think I think it really just depends on the people around you. And once you do come out, um, it's kind of like taking control of who you want to be around you, right? So like mm-hmm. you don't have it, you don't have that security when you first start out. Um, you know, you just kind of choose friends based on oh I like this, yeah, you like that, blah blah blah. And you know, you can't choose your family, of course. Um, but once you do come out, you kind of have that control over, okay, you know what, this guy gave me a lot of shit for coming out. He's goodbye. And then you see, you know, where your real friends are, uh, where your family stands, and you can kind of more or less curate your life around that, right? Who's accepting of you? So is it easier? I don't know. Um, it, It might be easier if you're online, because there's tons of people out there who will help you get through whatever hardships you might be going through when you mm-hmm. come out to family and friends. Yeah. I, uh, for like me, um, like it's kind of been an up and down journey, um, that I told most of my friends, but not really my family or anything. And they kind of started out that I was very attracted to men, but then I'm just like, no, but I'd love women too. And so trying to find a word and define myself, I was just like, as a bi person, I'm just like, you know, yes, I could go either way and, and, and everything, but I'm just like, I, I guess I just kind of like accepted myself as being a bi person. Um, and you know, if I tell somebody or they feel like if they act, if they, like, if someone come up and ask me, I'll tell them what it is. If they don't come up and ask me, it is what it is. They not saying that, oh, it's not, it's not their business or anything, but I'm just like, you kind of see from my mannerism. And if you hear a big yes, and <laughs> be like, be like, look at this shady. Like, if you just like sometimes pick up my mannerisms and stuff, straight dudes don't act that way. So it's kind of should hint to you that be like, okay, Eddie is a character and you know, this and that. Um, but I'm like, I, I guess it's easier to tell my friends about things about me than it is my family because they still have a viewpoint of things. But it's just like, whether you accept me or not, I still love you guys. Whatever happens between our relationship, it will just happen. Um, if you feel still, I'm like, if you feel still, if you still feel a certain way about things, I'm like, times have changed and kind of get with the modern program you know things are being accepted and what i do and how i live my life will never affect you you're not going to be judged by something i do or anything like there you'll be judged for any craziness that you do on your side Mm -hmm. not from what i do so and if if you feel that certain type of way that would be that would be you but that's your business (laughs) exactly (laughs) but i like i you know i it took me a while to accept that because it's just like, you know, you don't know what people's reactions are. So you don't say anything because mm-hmm. you fear the reactions. But now I'm just like, I'm a grown person. Whatever that reaction would be, look, if you're trying to get a nomination for Academy Award for Best Drama, I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. Your name is on the list. Whoever could give the best drama, here's the award. Do whatever you want to because I'm like, you got the award and it don't matter to me at all. Maybe that's what we should do. Like when people start drama with you about being gay or bi or whatever, we should have an award. But <laughs> but <laughs> the award is like 
extra gay. So they have to take it. Yes. They have to like, here's your award. And it's like a dildo. I don't know. You literally, you give them a award, you stand up, give it, give them a stand innovation to be like speech. There you go. Right. Yeah. Here's your dick. Let's talk. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, you know what? That would probably change some minds right there. <laughs> Maybe that's what the re- some Republicans want. They maybe they want an award. Well, like Dan Chief, so. Oh, you mean like you mean like Lindsey Graham, Lady G? Oh, <laughs> that, that hot mess! I was on my computer just like I can't with this. I need some pancakes. Let me go to Dunkin' Donuts or something. Know, I read that and was just like, this is the most. You know, as a as a guy that's been dragged out of the closet, um, I like um uh, like uh, like I consider myself bisexual. I am attracted to both men and women. Um, uh, it's part of my identity and things like that. Um, as somebody who's been dragged out of the closet because uh I I came up through I was I I'm 45 years old. I just had my 45th birthday, and I've come up through the eras. Uh, I've uh, I was in the military during Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Mm. Uh, I was uh, I was in my I was in when did uh. When did we? When did marriage equality happen? How long ago was that? Twenty fifteen. Okay, so yeah, so I was celebrated. So I was leaving my thirties when when marriage equality happened, stuff like that. I've seen all. I've seen all the eras. Uh, the Defense of the Marriage Act, all that stuff. Uh, it was. It was. It was hard for me. Uh, it was hard for me to 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 come to terms with it, and you know, especially when you think about like when when we're in school. And that weird, like one percent different from everybody else. People just, just just come at you, you know. And there was there's a there's a saying that a, a lot of us have heard before. Like everybody knows you're gay before you do. Mm. And 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 you know, for the longest time, you know, like everybody is telling me this stuff, and I'm like, I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. And then learning what, and then learning about it and stuff like that, you you feel some sort of shame behind it and stuff like that. So you want to hide like that per, that aspect and that personality of yourself. And I was one of those people, especially when I got into a career where like you know, like this lifestyle, this acknowledgement, this lifestyle could make me lose that career and stuff like that so i buried it. I, I buried it for a while but after i got in the military i um i i definitely came to him to embrace it more i was and it was starting to get easier because surrounding myself with the right people and things like that you know helped out with that i also came from a very conservative and evangelical family and stuff like that and so i remember sometimes you know like you know sometimes family they're not directing it at you but sometimes you pick up on stuff that your family members are saying things like that and say okay well i don't think i want to say anything to these people right now about this stuff and things like that uh ultimately though um let me see it was in my last relationship i was i was dating a guy at the time that i finally had the courage to finally say something to my to my mom and let the and let my family unit know because like everybody knows me in my regular life knew about my knew about my my sexual orientation my family was the last one to do it and i was i was always afraid because my mom is like it was like she's she's a pretty religious woman and i'm like okay this could this this is the test right here like i'm either like it's either going to be accepted or I'm about to lose my relationship with my mom, you know, stuff like that. And she took it. She, she took it better. She received it better than I could have ultimately hoped for and stuff like that. And so now I'm sitting here thinking in the back of my mind, like what took me so long. But um, as far as like how different and how difficult back in, back in the 
the eighties, the early nineties, and probably even like the early double O's. It it was it was pretty difficult for people, especially you know when you've got when you've got the news and politicians telling us that it's absolutely wrong and stuff like that. And of course you've got the the evangelicals and the Bible thumpers saying stuff about it. It makes it it makes it pretty pretty hard and stuff like that. But we we're we're getting to a point where our society is evolving to the point where it's like you know what uh, they're still they're still they're still a human being at the end of the day, you know, they put, they put their pants on the same way, you know, they love the, you know, the technicalities of how, who and how they love may be a little different, but you know, they still love people the same way you're supposed to love people and things like that. And so it's definitely a lot better. And yes, the internet does make things easier because there are, you know, there are people out there that the moment they admit, you know, that they're, that they're not straight, their life turns upside down for like the way in like the worst way. And, and, you know, being, being able to advocate and, you know, help out people, you know, in situations when they're being kicked at their lowest point, you know, that, that helps things a lot because I was just telling some people the other day, like, you know, like having the right conversation with someone, you know, basically prevents them from killing themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know when they feel that they they are just the wrong, they they are just wrong for for all the wrong reasons and things like that. So I feel like it's it's definitely a lot bit easier to come out now. And yes, it's being more accepted. You know, yeah, you know, we were talking about straight pride a little while ago, <laughs> and, and you know, it's all, and you know, I and you know, it's and you know, it's not like it's it's not like LGBTQ community is like trying to be all up in your face about it. It's more that you know, we just want to be seen and recognized. Just like this is the this is the next wave of the civil rights era before our country. This is the it's next wave. Revolution. Yeah. yeah, and definitely if you look at, I, I, was, I think I was talking to Jesse, um, or I was talking to somebody, and I mentioned all in the family. Um, with Archie Bunker and stuff, and he kind of represented a certain side on how he views uh black people, how he views um homosexuality, how he views religion. Like he was all in composed, and it was just a sitcom like back in what like the 70s or something. And like yeah. when you when you literally look at it on even how how he looked at trans people and stuff, and it's just like you embodied so many viewpoints as a character because that's how you was written. You kind of like you kind of got to realize that you're not going to have sympathy or empathy until you change and for some people nowadays they have this archie bunker personality and characteristics um toward different people in the gaming community towards uh gay gamers toward different races um even genders and stuff and it's kind of like we just want to be here to be, to make our content to play games and have fun um there shouldn't be no certain way uh things should be done in a sense, there someone put on a uh, a question that's like, is tradition important? And I kind of I thought about it. I'm just like, no, tradition isn't important. No. Um, <laughs> you could there are some things you can do traditional, whether you know you felt like you was taught that way, whether you want to k- still keep it in remembrance of your family and make someone proud while they're still alive. But sometimes you could break tradition and do something different. That's the way that things evolve. That's the way things are kind of enhanced and everything. You know. Um, it, it was just it's, it's really interesting because definitely for all four of us it's just like we want to get our stuff out there um, our sexual preference doesn't 
represent us or make us fully. It's who we are as, you know, you might be like, oh, he's gay, so he only does. I'm like, no. LeBron is playing Monster Hunter. Common Jace is playing Smash. Tyrese, you're probably playing, like, Castlevania or something. Like, we all... Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I like I don't fully know everybody's gaming habits and stuff, but we all. Like I, I think stuff. I think the gay I think the gayest thing I do is when I play Tekken and I'm playing with Anna Williams. That's the- <laughs> I, I, apparently apparently she's like apparently she's like one of those characters that gay people gravitate to. Even my best friend, uh, he's like he's like he's like this is how I know you're gay. And I'm like how? Because you pick her. And I'm like, do you see all the other characters I play with? <laughs> <laughs> you and you and you hone in on her, <laughs> right. like, like what happens if you're playing dead or alive, and you know you see the jiggles and the physics. It's just like, okay, oh, yeah. No, there's... hold on. When I see that, I ask, "Where's the one for the men?" <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? Uh, you know what? Jiggles. That's the one. That's the one thing. That's the one thing I will say. Like the modding community for the PC, like like they've <laughs> they've learned to even it. They've learned to even it out because I mean, I mean, right. have you guys seen? Have you guys seen the video of the uh, of the Carlos Oliveira mod from Resident Evil Three? Yes, I have. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Way too I many love, times. I love What's the fact that <laughs> that cover just answered that quick. <laughs> Well, hey, it, it, it don't hold on, hold on. Do you have the link for it? If you have the link for it, send it to me so I can download it. Got it. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> it always bothered me because um, I think, and it's a weird, kind of a weird tangent, but I think the reason why I always um, talk about it, uh, like, you know, there's jiggle physics for women. Why aren't there jiggle physics for men? Is because I watched a ton, and I mean a ton, of wrestling when I was a kid. Not because I wanted to, <laughs> but because either I shared a room with my brother and it was on, or I was at my grandmother's house and my uncle was there and it was on. So someone was always watching it, and I was like, fine, whatever. Um, but the thing about wrestling is that you do get it both ways with wrestling. Yeah. Literally scantily clad, it's, topless dudes. It's it's hyper masculine. It's very hyper masculine. It's very homoerotic, and they are not afraid to put anyone in just some fucking underwear. So, um, it it really bothers me that we haven't gotten to the era of video games where, aside from a few video games like Saints Row and a couple of others, <laughs> where getting into the male like hyper male sexualization because if you're going to do it to women you it's hel- it's hilarious you said saints row because i remember saints, saints row 3. i remember saints row three yeah. when 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 they threw you into a whorehouse yep. so you could break somebody out <laughs> and and if and, and and if and if your character was a male character by default, guess what? <laughs> you you were a hoe at that point. <laughs> that I love Saints Row Three. Everybody oh, yes. should it. You should play. Yes, the ragtime physics is like there, but like <laughs> the the dildo bad the like. <laughs> Being able to dress your character in, in different stuff, like you turn the bolt slider up, it to, is there for every single to, outfit you wear. To yes. create a female, to keep create a female character with a male body. Come on! Oh my! 
<laughs> you can do everything in that game. It is peak equality. Yes, yes. Saints Row, and 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 I think that's why from Saints Row three to Saints Row four, just like uh whatever. And I think Saints Row three holds still holds better up today because of that custom custom uh yeah, customization. Yes. And uh, Kamajes, you mentioned wrestling. Batista's my when Batista came out, I just like oh. My gate yo, side, just, yo, my what, gate yo, side came. I was just like, I is it, <laughs> is it me or did Batista and Randy Orton have like the smallest pair of freaking spanks? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 I mean, I mean, even The Rock was modest about about his, you know. <laughs> yes. That, that's all I have to say. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Saints Row. We gonna have to come back together to talk about Saints Row Three because that gay, I I loved it and running running away from the cops in some high heels, dressed as a Karen, as a male, and just this big buff dude, and it's just like this is complete foolishness. But I love that they gave it. You know, what, you know, what, you know. What, we got. We need to. We need to thank Saints Row. Well, especially Saints Row Three because Saints Row Three is what made Grand Theft Auto better. I think so. No, you don't Grand think Theft, so. No, Grand Theft Auto has been a terrible series from ever since three. And Saints <sighs> Saints Row Saints Row three and Sonnet. Okay, we, all right. Saints Row three and Sleeping Dogs <laughs> surpass Grand Theft Auto. Sleeping Dogs. Oh my Ed, god! Oh, another gem. Another gem. From, from gameplay to graphics to storyline to missions on how you how how they play grand of auto is grand of auto is old and it's just like you okay yes you are buying that game to do stuff but if you really want some good open world games stupid dogs with a story and everything yes 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 saints row three for its comedy and everything of course breath of the wild uh but it was just like Grand Theft. Like I look at Grand Theft. I look at Grand Theft Auto, and I'm just like, these are the same cliche tr- tricks that you guys play, and it's tiresome. Like you haven't evolved from nothing. Mm. You know, yeah, you put That's a, true. you made a bigger city, but if your car is, st- if I could control the characters in ET on the Atari 2600 better than the flying mechanics, and your and you're a 20 million plus selling game, that's a problem. Like, yeah. Star Fox controls better than the game flying. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Mario Kart driving, Crash Bandicoot, Sonic R. Okay, 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 okay. I think we can sum it up really easy by, say, by saying that uh, that Rockstar has always taken the safe route sure. with, uh, with, with, with the Grand Theft Auto series. They take more chances with Red Dead Redemption than they've ever taken with yes. Grand Theft Auto. The biggest, the biggest chance they took with the Grand Theft Auto series was the shift from GTA One and Two to GTA Three and and yes. forward. That was the biggest. That was the biggest risk they took, and you know that was a wonderful risk. But that, but Saints Row has been doing it better since Saints Row Two. And <laughs> a new one. Yes. Yes. So, uh, sorry, no, no, that, that that's part of the show. Yes, so we're gonna continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we need to move on. This is about this is about, this is about pride. <laughs> so, uh, we kind of we kind of merged into like the hardships and positives uh, when we start to deal with and we, what we overcame. Um, but what what you guys think matters about our content and why we continue to do it? Why, like, as gay content creators, why do 
we, you know, we try to put out there to show people that, you know, we just we just want to enjoy games and really showcase why it matters. Oh, can I go first? Yes. Okay. Uh, the reason why I want to go first is because um, I don't really put my my orientation like front and center. Uh, mm-hmm. Every now every now and then it leaks out into into the streams or into the content that I create and stuff like that. But for the most part, uh, you know, like it's all about it's all about you know just just see me for who I am and like my sexuality is like just an extra like it's just an extra facet of it and stuff like that. Now that does not mean that I just ultim- op- openly run away from you know the, the stuff like that because we were talking about Saints Row and I was actually thinking about 4K modding my PC version of Saints Row like I'm like I'm doing right now with Mass Effect. Oh it's that looks actually, so beautiful. Oh, oh thank thank you. I, I I've got four more videos I need to edit. Uh, to to put up on YouTube eventually it's coming, <laughs> but uh but yeah uh but you know I'm not afraid to I, honestly at at this point I'm not afraid to put that stuff out there I just don't just run after it though that's that's the thing about it so you know uh with when it comes to when it comes to what matters most about the content I just at the end of the day I just want to make the connections have the chat you know I don't even know if I want to become a personality you know like I don't want to be the next Philip Franco or I don't want to be the next Harris Heller who Harris Heller I love he's been he's giving me so much he's, he's giving me so much information through his uh through his through his uh through his videos and stuff mm-hmm. to become better streamers and stuff like that I don't want I, I I don't know what what the what the road's going to be down for me as a matter of fact I got to start thinking about recreating a room and making it into a studio for me to actually create actual content and stream better and stuff like that because I'm, I'm a bedroom streamer you know but uh but you know at the end of the day like i just want to be able to make connections you know have people come check me out you know whether i'm gaming or whether i'm talking about stuff that's going on in news you know like i i, I guarantee if rihanna drops an album like i will i will i will create and make a video edit you know of my review for it like like that <laughs> uh, and you know that's the thing about it. i just want my personality to be front and center you know Yes. Uh, what about you, uh, Terezi? I know. Um, what matters most with my content is um, um, positivity. I like putting out positive content. Um, I'm all for people, you know, being with each other, one with each other. We don't have to be violent all the time. Mm-hmm. And why I continue to do it is to make a safe space so we can provide uh, positivity. Amen. That's why I continue. Yes. What about you, Cover Jace? Sorry, I was letting my cats in. Um, so I actually kind of put my sexuality and the fact that I'm gay and black out um, into my content very often, mostly because another reason why I started podcasting is because, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we get sick of, like, the same three white straight guys in IGN just talking about <laughs> the gaming news and what they thought about this game and they, like, really shoehorn in some terrible jokes um, while they're talking about it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do the exact same thing they do, but I'm also going to let it be known that, like, I'm black and I'm gay and I maybe do it better. Um, so, <laughs> it, so, so that's that's really part of the reason um, why I put my sexuality out there is I really want people to know that first of all, um, like you have a community here, right? For the LGBTQ people, you you can come here. You're safe with me. Um, and also to let other people who are not necessarily cool with the fact that I'm gay and black to to say like 
fuck off. Bye. See you later. Um, I, I, um, much like everyone else, I want the positivity. I'm not looking necessarily for the debate culture, the constant oh, yeah. kind of re-rolling of, is this okay? Is that okay? No, I don't, I don't need all that. Like, come tell me your opinion. We'll chat about it. All right. Bye. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm also here for the positivity as well. Um, but like also being that tiny champion of gay rights, black lives and so on and so forth. Yeah. I, I know for me, like separating from boss rush and optional opinion is like definitely with optional. I love to get a platform for anyone who wants to come in and uh, have these talks about video games. Like uh, I keep plugging this or I keep talking about this, like have a, uh, Video games help your sex life, and you know, right. I I kind of went about I went about it like talking to a gay person, talking to a straight person. I still got a married couple, but it was just like let's talk about video games and how that you know plays a part in your sex life from any kind of well, not any kind of aspect, but like kind of from different you know people who like sex in different ways. So. Like, <laughs> Because like because like if you because if you like talk to a person and video games might be people's kink to their sex lives and stuff. And so we're just, we're talking we're talking like Second Life here. <laughs> no, no, but oh like boy. <laughs> but, oh but, my! But it's just like you know just being able to have that discussion and like educate and everything mm-hmm. like my like Boss Rush like our motto is play video games, be better. And that's mostly like this. We can be better in video games. Let's be better to one another in everything. And our sexual preference don't really come up unless it's something, a topic that we want to discuss. Normally we, we don't talk about it. We're talking about Nintendo or what series X is doing or Microsoft or the PlayStation five. We feel with that confusing, uh, uh, system l- design, but the the black and blue looks good. But we talk about like video games like that. But we also talking about Ninja Turtles. We're talking about Men in Black. Uh, we're talking about writing, and we're t- we talk about other stuff. And so our sexual preference kind of fall back from that. Um, like it's yeah. <laughs> so, but it's but I, I feel like we're optional. It's just like anyone could come in, and th- there's things that's educational to me. Like, um, like I spoke to another gay person about depression, um, because I kind of wanted to talk to him, but it's like, you know, you yes, you are a gay person dealing with depression, but I want to talk to you about depression because you deal with it more often than I do, and I want to be educated so anyone, regardless of what your sexual preference is knows how to handle depression you know there are straight people who deal with depression there are are um and even animals that deal with depression and stuff like they may miss their master or someone that they're connected to and it's just like how do you handle stuff with that and so that my platform for that it's just really open and, and if people want to talk about like being a letter daddy playing God of War. Like let's let's have that discussion because I, yeah, I, let's. <laughs> but, that like a lot of fun. <laughs> but I'm like, let's have that discussion because yes, it is video game related. But I'm just like, maybe there are outfits of video game characters that turn various people on. As we get into our day hot characters a little bit later, there might be stuff that turn people on. Like man. 
people who play dead or alive or um i forgot his uh, the creator name and stuff how he used his games to be like we know man loves sex appeal so if our games sell to sex appeal we're going to put in those jig- jiggle physics and it's just like well that's kind of tiresome but like we look at bayonetta we're like yes queen beat that devil <laughs> and that angel 55 hit combos up in the air like you know here's here's you not oh go ahead Here's all I gotta say. Like Bayonetta was was made for the gays. Bayonetta was made for the gays. <laughs> I will say that I I absolutely find the like dichotomy between gaming and not necessarily just sexuality, but sex in general to be mm-hmm. the most interesting thing ever. Um, because there is a an, an oh shit, what's the name of the indie game? There's an indie game made by like three guys. Um it was made for the bear community in, in particular. Um, oh, I know what you're talking I think it's I called talking Strange about. Flesh. I th- oh, oh, yes. It is yes. Strange Flesh. Yes, yes. And Strange oh. Flesh is incredibly graphic in its depictions <laughs> of gay sex. Um, it's got a lot I've of never kink heard fetishes. Of this. Oh, my gosh. It's got a lot of kink fetishes oh, in it. Um, but I played the game. And the beat em up uh, 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 style is what they're going for, like Streets of Rage and mm-hmm. uh, Double Dragon, stuff like that. And it plays beautifully. Like they know what they're doing. It's a really, really good game. It just so happens to also be like uh, fetish porn. Uh, uh, Tyrese, could you speak on this? Because I've never heard of. Yeah, this. I've, I've actually looked into this game, and it, it like you said, the the mechanics, like the beat em up style is uh streets of rage style and like mm-hmm. it's 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 great it's it's fun to play but it just happened to be very erotic as hell like anything you do turns into fucking okay. <laughs> 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 just put it out like that anything you do just turns into jet and like like it's, it's this combat is great but it's just very like Apparently, I've been playing the wrong games because I've, I've I played Dream Daddy. I played Coming Out on Top, but I've never heard. <laughs> like, coming Out I, on Top. I uh, need, novel, novel. I need to link to this. That is, it's like a visual novel. It's like a visual okay. novel. Because um, I know there was there was one beat em up that this guy falls asleep in a bar, and like you're beating up letter daddies and like yeah, that's point it. that you there you go. Like sucking people off the yep, get you got virus. Wait, that's, that's the game? That's Strange Flesh. <laughs> it is free to play. I I is on is on Steam. Where where's that? Oh no, of course not. <laughs> it, no, it has its own website. It had yeah. its own website, right? That you it can download its own and play. Website. It has a I think it has a pre- I don't know. I can't say oh, for sure. Oh, I, oh, oh, sure I, just, oh, I just Googled it. I I found it. <laughs> yeah, just Google's your best friend. It's Google's everyone's best friend. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, but I mean, you know, jo- jokes aside, what I found incredibly interesting about it is that they found a way to mash these two concepts together, right? It's mm-hmm. definitely like hardcore fetish, but really amazing um, beat em up style gameplay. And then they just. Smash, right? Oh. They just put them together. I, 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 lo- I, I love how you just illustrated that. <laughs> I just love how you illustrated that. Smash. Yo. But in every, it, in every connotation of the word. It, I think 
um, the more we talk about kind of games as a as um, a means of entertainment, we start to think about okay, well, whose entertainment are we going for now, right? So like, mm-hmm. there's games for kids. Obviously, most people would think games are for kids still, but then there's like you know, games for adults where there's cussing and there might be some suggestive themes. Um, Games for other adults where there's definitely suggestive themes, but it's usually geared toward straight people. Um, And then there's indie games like this, which are like, okay, you know what? We're not even going to be suggestive about it. We're just going to put it right in your face and you, you know, you deal with it as you deal with it. Um, (laughs) Because we have the rating AO. Right. To the one and older. So if, if if that rating is there and it's allowed to be played, and definitely that's a real big benefit over P- with PC over uh console, is mm-hmm. that we get to experience what you know, yes, it's this it's this goofy sex game that might be, but it might also be where we could dive in and there's some people who might take sex um serious so mm-hmm. that you could teach and everything. You you, you kind of gotta look at the the context of what is being presented in front of you. And if you are like a literally horny dude, whether you're gay or straight, you're going to make something that is for you. Right. Like that. Because I, I and this might be a little bit off a topic, but me and Comrades was looking at that one the one uh story with the Twitch streamers uh or that guy suing Twitch for twenty five million dollars because so the mad. streamers, yeah, the streamers that he is subscribed to all dress sexy and stuff, and he's They're a sex addict. Awesome. Yeah, he don't have no man, and he was just like because they dress suggestively, it's and if you look at the stuff, it was just like, okay, I need to read this article. Send that to me later. <laughs> Listen to the weekly cooldown. You can uh, I'll hear all about it. Thank you. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, I'll also send you the link. So because it, <laughs> it, it, it has the it has the court it has the court documents for oh everything God. about it. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like, how are you trying to sue them for $25 million when you already admitted that you're a sex addict addict? So you already looking for this stuff. This start this starts to this starts to explain why Twitch does some of the things they do now because Twitch Twitch is Twitch is probably it, it, most likely Twitch is trying to be just as elevated as YouTube is. So they're trying to find ways to to not escape liability, but also but protect protect the proprietary people. That's us, the streamers. Protect us, mm-hmm. but at the same time, make sure that what we do does not impact their bottom line and their and their their likelihood. Mm-hmm. I'm starting. I'm starting to get it now. I understand. I understand now why, like you know, the the Twitch community is kind of upset at some of the stuff that that Twitch is doing, but they're not as upset as like the YouTube community is about what YouTube does and YouTube and Google does all the time. Yeah. Yes. That's that's. Ooh, preach! Ooh, I just feel I felt the uh, organ. I think I'm at the shop. If you want to take up, sorry, my spirit just says yes. Uh, So, uh, kind of want to ask you guys uh, how how Mass Effect may have opened the doors to having gay characters, or what should that go to Berto? Okay, so I'm already going to admit that I had when I play mass effect turned me around on bioware because i did not like bioware at all 
But so you were th- you were not a Knights of the Old Republic fan or no. Jade Empire? I Jade Empire I love. Still got that on my Xbox, uh, on my original Xbox in the case. Love that game. Knights of the Old Republic. I wanted to throw Bioware into a fire. You know, I it's felt funny. that game was garbage. You know, it's funny you say Personal that. Content, not, I gotta say. You know, it's funny you say that though because Kotor, if I'm not mistaken, was like one of the first games that actually had like you know like like gay friendly content in it if i'm not mistaken if i'm not mistaken i couldn't get past the first mission because it didn't tell oh you what to okay do. well so we, can move, we like, can move on then we can move <laughs> yeah. on but then i played mass effect and one was a struggle but then i got into mass effect too and i really took the romance options like really you know really like I really dived into it, and of course, Mass Effect Two and Three are like two of my greatest games from Bioware. And I was just like being able to have this freedom to love a same sex, and like really have a cutscene wherever Fox was trying to make it um, at that time. <laughs> just like it, being able to be like, this is kind of cool that we can make not only our own moral choices, but our life choices that we want to do with this character so rizzy had you played um mass effect i'm gonna keep series? i i got into mass effect i can only probably even tell you like the first planet of each of them and after that i, <laughs> I was like uh not for me <laughs> well, i'm I, not gonna be too much of a talker in this conversation um but uh well like where do you well and that's why i put like Berto. have you played super mario brothers too oh god for the NES, mm-hmm. okay, and how when that came out, like Berto was a boy, yeah, and everything. Like, you know what? We- you know what? I feel like Berto is like the is like the. I don't want to. I don't want to like co-opt this whole this whole thing, but I think Berto is a bad choice because if we're going to talk about some original LGBT uh, representation. We need to talk about Poison from uh, yeah, from Final Fight. Yeah. Fight. Yeah. Yes, Final okay. Fight. Yes, because that threw me when it's like when they finally brought her out in the street. Was it Street Fighter Four? Was the first mm-hmm. game when they brought her out, and it was like, wait, wait, her is a him, mm-hmm. I, and and they're and they're like, no, yes, third strike. And, was it third strike? Well, no, she no, was no, more, no, she, uh, she was Alpha Three because um, she was not she was not Alpha Three. Final fight. She was you, her. You couldn't, you couldn't control. You couldn't control her, but because she was. Would you Hugo or whatever his name? That was third strike. That was third strike. Third strike. She was there present yeah. presenting, but yeah, co- yeah. controlling wise, then yes, Street Fighter Four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even even then though, I thought that even then when she when they brought her when they brought her out, and I'm gonna call her her because I mean you know like respecting everybody's pronouns and stuff, she would want to be called her, uh, she or her, you know, her or her, she her. That. But anyway, that was if we look back at the history of that character, that is the first character that a lot of people in modern gaming that have been playing since the eighties would know about. They would know about, they would know about poison before they knew about Birdo and super Mario, because yeah. my whole thing about Birdo and super Mario is that, is that we, we were, we were brought into the whole thing under the guise that yeah, Birdo is a girl. And it wasn't until like we started getting the masters of Super Mario Brothers games that oh we come to find out that it's a boy that dresses like a girl, whereas whereas Poison, from the very first instruction manual of the Final Fight game, they had it in there as she, and it was intentional. They had it, they described it as a she, and it was intentional. Yeah, because you wouldn't think that 
it was intentional, but Capcom kind of flip flop because at that time you wouldn't think of women. Being oh wait, 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 wait! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Up. My memory's wrong. They had they had it as a he, they had his pro they had the pronouns a he, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, oh, this has to be oh this is this gotta be bad trans translation from for localization all that stuff. They meant that they meant a she, but they keep saying, it, but they stuck with it every step of the way through every game that Poison's ever appeared in until it got to the point where somebody asked, uh, oh no. In Street Fighter Four, like, hey, what is the deal with poison? I keep we keep hearing we keep hearing he, and that's definitely a woman. And he's like, no, that is a man. <laughs> is transgendered? Yeah, it's <laughs> a woman. Right, or because, transgender woman, rather. Yeah, 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 yeah. When we think of of males beating up females in video games. Double Dragon is the it's the first because of Linda the and the whip, the <laughs> right? But. When, Those were women, though. But it was like, it was in the nineties in a second, and you wouldn't think about man. Capcom probably didn't take no issue with this because it was man beating up a woman, and so because even when you hear when you even when you hear her in the arcade beating her up, she's got the ah, ah, yeah. ah, ah, you hear yeah. this female this female scream. So you just thinking that this is a female because even with the breasts and everything, even and the shirt, like if you beat her up and like oh, I think the Sega CD got one, but you beat her up and her shirtless up, you can see part of her boob there. So yeah. it's just like okay, that's when I was not thinking about a transgender kind of character. When Final Fight came to Super Nintendo, they took her out and replaced it with yes, God. yes, yes. And so it was just like, wait, this is this is weird. Like, and I just well, that, that also that it. also goes to the whole weird Nintendo thing, which we would we can say that for another <laughs> another podcast. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was it was kind of. It was kind of weird because you you would never definitely in the eighties and nineties you wouldn't think of transgender and gay characters right, at right. all. You was just thinking about this is an enemy, uh, enemy. She has attacked me or he has attacked me. I need to punch him in the face or I need to throw him in the pit. I need to get that. In fact, let me walk around here. Let this dude hide behind. Okay, I glitched the system. Now I'm hitting it with the bat, getting my hearts. Yes, this is an NES Double Dragon trick that I'm mentioning. But it was just like you would never think of sexuality in video games. You was thinking of getting a high score, conquering it, and making sure that you didn't have to throw your controller when you got past the first level of Ghouls and Ghosts. I, I honestly feel like sexuality in video games. Well, sexuality is the funnel frontier for video games. We mm-hmm. we think it's we think it's VR. We think it is, but but that stuff has been around forever. Uh, but to but to get more mainstream, uh, you know, sexuality and stuff, and and to all aspects of it. Because I mean, speaking of Mass Effect, if you play if you play Mass Effect the way it's originally meant to be played, like you wind up becoming either bisexual or pansexual. You know, mm-hmm. you know, because 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 if you're a male character, your love interests, your love interests are automatically female in the first game. In the second game, technically, it's still females. But in the third game, they're like, oh, uh, well, you can have a male you can have a male relationship in, in, um, in Mass Effect 3 if you want to. But if you if you're one of those people like me, like uh, my first playthrough of Mass Effect, I have my relationship with Liara. I'm, I'm you know, she's yeah. Technically, they are as female, but you know that's an alien. So technically, that puts you in and, the pansexuality. And you know, that's and it, the game was designed for that because her character, like she was, she was like your side character in a sense. And yeah, you felt like that was building up to that uh, that relationship. 
Yeah. Yes. Now, now here's something. Here's something funny. Uh, because of because of the modding community and stuff like that. Uh, you guys, because uh, basically my history of Mass Effect for the romances went went uh, went Liara, then went to Miranda, and then ultimately went to Caden. Because when I found out, I was like, oh wait, we can have we can have homo relationships. I was like, I'm doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um. I was kind of mad though because I kind of would have wanted to hook up with Vega instead. Instead of uh, <laughs> yes. instead, I mean, yes. even though, even though, even though, like, Caden uh, was honestly seemed like a natural thing for me because, like, we had history. Like, I, I kept this guy alive in the first game. I did too. And, listen and with, this is this is the crazy thing, Leron. I barely used him in the game. I used the female in the game. Ashley, yeah, Ashley had Ashley. more. Ashley had more utility than Caden did, but what? But a couple of things that made me have more affinity towards him is the fact that Ashley was racist, mm-hmm. and I couldn't, and I couldn't, and I couldn't. That that was one of those ones I know. Technically, you're not supposed to be upset at someone for who they are, but you know it does sway your opinion for how you treat them. <laughs> and and Ashley is one of those ones that you know, like the sad part is she was a better character in Mass Effect two and three than she ever was in one. <laughs> okay. uh, but you know, you had to let her live to find out, though. <laughs> and that I did not do. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, the reason why I was mentioning that is because uh, is because in on the PC, uh, there's a there's a same sex relationships mod for the first two games. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try this out. <laughs> uh, because, so basically, when you guys watch my playthrough on on my YouTube channel, like, it, don't be surprised if you know Shepard hooks up with Caden in the first game. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah um uh, so uh, now like uh kind of like almost for the last topic now that we kind of have the last of us and the last of us two out now or part two i should say um we kind of have a leading character um ellie uh who is a lesbian as um uh, kind of representing what that story and narrative is about um do you guys think that she's a good choice to represent lgbt or uh do you or do you think there's another character or anything um whether you play whether you played or not you kind of probably have an idea of who she is and stuff i feel oh, like oh ooh, it's her to rizzy speak on it go I, for it i'm sorry <laughs> i haven't played the last of us one or two like i i don't know who ellie is I haven't even looked into it. Okay, just uh, okay. Well, just real fast, we're, we're making spoiler free as possible for you. Uh, pandemic happens. Uh, basically, the world the world ends, and in humans are in, the, are in their last days. Uh, you know, against basically cracked out zombies that you know are suffering from a from a fungal virus, like it was, came from mushrooms. Okay. Uh, Ellie's. Uh, you you had two characters in the original game: a guy named Joel and and a young girl named Ellie. Joel became her protector throughout it through, uh, he he basically was a hired was a, like a hired person to like protect her and the story gets deep and involved and you come to find out that there's a reason why she's being protected there's also a reason why that joel that the whole thing changes right in the last five to ten minutes of the game and that's that's everything i can say to you without spoiling it but we come to find out through dlc that ellie that ellie is is, is lesbian um, because uh, because in the DLC it, it shows the it shows a situation that happens that makes her the central character of the game, mm-hmm. and and they show they also show that she had a relationship with another girl, and that's what forges her character and gets us to the next game. Okay, that's that is 
that's probably about as spoiler free as I can do for you about telling you like the brass tacks of what's going on in the game. But you, um, but you probably if you watch the uh, PlayStation um, E3s, um, yeah, the, the PlayStation Experience when they when they unveiled yeah. it. Yeah, when she was dancing with Dina, now that we know, and how that all plays out before it went to the gameplay, uh, you kind of be like, oh, she's a lesbian. Okay, so you didn't play the other games and stuff. Um, but my uh, thing about my ahead. thing about Ellie, um, Ellie, Ellie's good at face value for representation, but um, but Ellie's character kind of goes the same way as like if we watch The Walking Dead, how some of those gay characters go, like. Mm-hmm. They're gay, and that's part of their character, but it doesn't it it doesn't become the forefront of it. Uh, and and you know, and, and I think that's the genius part of what Naughty Dog and Sony are trying to do. They're trying to say, like, hey, LGBT LGBT people are the same as us. We live our lives day in and day out, and just who we love and how we have sex is just another just another thing of, of, of our lives is not but it's not the driving point of our lives you know so i feel like ellie is a is a good representation she might not be the best representation for lgbtq because uh, but i can't speak for the entire community about that you know um but visibility it's awesome but we've also got other games that also give us visibility as well like mass effect for for example um saints row uh, 3 that we literally talk like saints row 3 is so open to anybody you yeah. design your character how you if you want to make that character gay looking the romance stuff like he can okay, it doesn't really the talk the walk and everything yeah exactly. like yeah like yeah like your dude can walk with a switch if you and, wanted to happen stuff and, like and that. The yeah. cra- and the crazy thing is without even thinking about it smackdown on ps2 when he was able to customize your wrestler Ooh. yes you get Ooh. to do all of that trust I remember me remember that my well, friend wrestling games kind of let you well used to let you do that Mm-hmm. Yes, my friend drew me, uh, put me in the game. They put me in a priest outfit, and then I just walked down with the sexy thing, filling myself. <laughs> and I'm like, "What is this craziness?" Walk. It was always Trish. <laughs> yes, yes, I remember it. It was always uh, Trish. Walk. Wait, wait, wait. Was, was Trish Stratus the most feminine of the female wrestlers? Was, that era? Was, was, her walk was her intro was at least. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah. With her coming out strutting, hands, hands. Walk, walk. Did, wasn't it a point that she like bent down and mm-hmm. wasn't doing her yes, neck yeah. that way? Okay, well, if you got it, the ring and all of that. She, well, that is that is true. I mean, she was one. She was one of the most attractive female wrestlers from what era was that? Was was that Attitude Era? Uh, I have no idea. I can't remember. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's too much. It's all too much. <laughs> um. I mean, you had you had you had the female wrestlers that looked like that looked like dudes and looked like they were going to bench press the entire gym, or you had Trish Stratus. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think for this modern age, I I would say that Ellie is a good, like you said, visible representation in, in a sense. But you know, after her ups and downs of what she go through and stuff, I don't think she's fully fleshed out to be that character. Right. Um, if we we going back to Bayonetta in a sense, like a lot of us feel her fierceness. Uh, so whether you're, I feel like, like for a lot of gay men and maybe some some women and trans people, like Here's, feeling her, you, you're able to feel her oats. Put it that way mm-hmm. with Bayonetta, and definitely it's it's very it's very weird. So um, cosplay, 
in a sense. Like seeing men dress up as females, Princess Peach is the easiest one to go to. But like soccer maybe, from Street Fighter. Yes. <laughs> you know, or um Maya from uh Fed of Frank, Fair Fury. Fair Fury. Yeah, like with the bouncing boots and stuff. Like when men dress up as women and they try to be provocative, you kind of question me, like, are they are they not? Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, um, as as fierce as Bayonetta is, and she's she's like she's she's definitely like one of those gay icons and stuff like that. Like I feel like in the games though, like they still present her as a straight woman. Like yeah, okay, a, a character a character I think that has complete sexual ambiguity as far as I can tell would be Samus Aran. Like she could go either way because they never put like whether she's straight or gay as the forefront of her character. Yes. Um, as a matter of fact, it doesn't. It, if I if I if, shoot, I would say she's asexual because it doesn't even look like she's even trying a, about that life. But you know, mm-hmm. no. they very but, rarely even hone in on the fact that she's a woman. Um, yes, exactly. They, they seem to kind of keep that at like you know, yeah, arm's length. Yeah, and that's one of those ones that you know, like you know, it it'd be interesting, you know, if people start thinking like, hey, could Sam's Aaron be queer? You know, stuff like that because her sexuality's never has never been an issue for any game. I, it's it's funny because like people have had more to say about uh, Princess Zelda's, uh, you know, sexuality than they've ever had to say about Samus Aaron. This is like a that. new for me. I've never talk, heard anyone talk about Zelda sexuality. When when Zelda all. when when Zelda showed up in the game as Sheik, everybody was like, "Ooh, oh. what's going on with her? Okay. <laughs> what's Look, going on with her?" Like you know, my, my thing was like Sheik was kicking tail. I loved <laughs> exactly. I love Sheik. Samus is my main in uh, Smash Brothers because kicking so smashing somebody out while I'm flick kicking them in the air. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Kama Jace? Uh Do you think Ellie is a good representation or not? Um, or I, think, I think all representation is good representation, um, simply because I think the more that we have to point to as representation at all, um, mm. whether it be a main character, which it should be, there should be more LGBTQ main playable characters, mm. um, or it's like a villain or something like that, I think the more we have to point to just to say there are gay characters is the steps that we need to take at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, it's nice to have the option of being gay or b- being, uh, uh, you know, tr- have, making a trans character in your game, uh, wh- whatever the character creation has for you, that's cool. But I think being able to point to characters in particular that somebody wrote and said, yes, they are gay, yes, they are a lesbian, yes, they are trans, and and having that as, like, a, 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 I don't know, I don't want to liken it to something like a trading card or something like that, but being able to have it in your arsenal of, like, look at all the trans, gay, bisexual, lesbian characters we have yeah. is much more important than wondering if they're the right fit to be gay or lesbian i guess is where i'm going yeah. and it's and, like their uh, personality let me, oh. let me just add oh. this real quickly go ahead, go ahead. Uh, let me just add this real quickly like like video games video games are kind of like a way of life for like a good a good part of society 
And and anytime there's that representation, it helps make it more of a normal thing and more Absolutely. of normal and accepting thing. Uh, it, it, it all goes back to like you know, like I'm getting tired of hearing about kids getting bullied to death until they kill themselves because you know they they might not they may or may not even be gay and stuff like that. But the more right. and more they see it, the more and more they realize it's normal. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, I need to not make it this big of a deal. Yep. It's it's. Some people got to get past your preference and look at your personality and your characteristics. And I think that's why, yeah, that's why, yeah, um, the way that we look at Ellie, the way we look at Bayonetta, the way we even look at Cloud Strife and some like, or an Ori and stuff like that, even regardless of how we, uh, what their sexual preference is and stuff, when we look at their personality and characters, definitely in gangs, there's going to be something there that we could relate to. I've, I, I've always said, I love Vivi for Final Fantasy 9. It's because of the way that, Vivi deals with abandonment and trying to find himself. Uh-huh. And it was just like, that's kind of how I felt at that time. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, trying to find myself in at times because of just my skin color and, you know, the light skinned kid getting all the girls. And because I'm dark and I wear glasses, I feel like I'm being abandoned and stuff. And just seeing how Vivi dealt with that and everything. It wasn't about the sexual preference. It was about that person's personality and mm-hmm. characteristics that I love. And I think when when we get these more, like when we get this PlayStation 5 and Series X and wherever Nintendo does, and people want to tell these stories from indies to third party to first party, the way that they present their characters, you know, their sexual preference, if we decide to see if it's there, you know, that would be there. But let's let's look at their personality and characteristics and how they act and handle in manners and stuff. Because because to me, like the relationship between uh your character in Titanfall 2 and your Titan, like that's a strong, loving companionship bond there. Mm-hmm. And I love that game because it's just like yeah it could be like bro out and everything but it's not it's just like this guy really cared about his titan and vice versa this man loved this machine this machine love his love this man yeah and more of a military kind of style thing because it was just like we have a companionship and we bond that way and we went through all of these missions and you know to see this thing happen to him like you are affected as a player and it's just like no, that's how I felt when I when I like when I when I put down the controller of Titanfall two, I felt defeated because I didn't want my Titan, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, to whatever happened to him. But then there was, I won't spoil it. You have to play Titanfall two. It kind of made me look forward to. I really hope that respawn come to Titanfall three and continue the story at least with this main character and see where things go because. It really means something to me as a player, you know. So, but thank you guys for that discussion. Now we're going to get into our final portion of the game. <laughs> I cannot wait for this. We are going to discuss or just list off our top three hot characters. <laughs> uh, I said to the guys uh, that it could come from any kind of media, anywhere. Uh, movies, anime, comics, manga, video games, uh, board games, whatever. Uh, so I'm going to start with my co-host, Kamajace. Kamajace, oh. who is your top three? 
Well, who, who are not your top three? Who are three of them that you find hot? Well, I decided to pull from video games I've been playing recently, um, or video games that had um, a good uh, a, a character that stuck out in my mind as being like, yeah, that's the one. Um, recently, I picked up Yakuza, so I put um, Kiryu down on the list. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's Japanese daddy. Uh, <laughs> I put Marcus from Watch Dogs Two on the list. Oh wow! Because oh. I find he keeps his face kind of, you know, um, covered up most of the time. But when you do get to see him, you're like, okay, yep. I guess he's got the nerdiness going on. He's a little skinny for my taste, but you know what I say. Um, <laughs> and I also put down Phoenix from Valorant, but I also put Brimstone down, and here's why. Um, Phoenix has the look that I wish I had, um, a little lithe, um, the hair is beautiful. I'm trying to get my hair that way. That's why my hat is on. I'm not showing y'all what's going on over there. Um, <laughs> and he's just, he's just really like, he's got a, a, like a swagger about him. Right. And I hate using that word, but he really does. He's got the jacket, his, his colors pop like fire, right? That's his whole, uh, thing. Um, but then I put down Brimstone, and it's because I have the opposite attraction when it comes to men for the most part. I usually like bigger men, um, a little bit more muscular, a little bit more rugged. Um, and Brimstone has this kind of like very powerful kind of, you know, we're going to fuck shit up kind of appeal <laughs> to him. Um, and uh, it, it, it was hard to pick between the two of them because they both have this kind of um appeal that i like out of the two of them um one of them of course that's, being that's fine. black beauty right and the other being this kind of uh we, we say you know bara bustles rugged thing going on and i i like that too i'm into that yeah that's how <laughs> <laughs> I, I had the message of like let's see what big booty characters you put on this i want i wanted to but the only one i can think of like so far as men go anyway is snake and like his booty is just like muscular so i'm like okay like where's the roundness to it where's the cheeks where's the cake uh, oh, what was uh dom from uh gears of war i thought uh, he was good he was gonna choose but i don't know that we ever see him outside of the it could be the uniform giving him ass so i don't i need to know <laughs> <laughs> you know what oh, i would take that i would take that yes they have to LeBron, who is your top three? <laughs> I just gotta laugh because this is gonna I, be interesting. I stuck, I stuck with video games as well, even though my bonus character, I would have to say, it comes from an actual, comes from an actual animated uh, source. But uh, my, uh, my video game characters, is uh, it Metal Alchemist? No, 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 no. It's Young Justice. Oh, Ooh. Okay, 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 okay. Black Lightning, okay. Oh, from the, from the from the last season of Young Justice. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it's funny because like I've been doing this hair, I've been doing this thing growing my hair out too. Um, and the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I want my hair to look kind of like Black Lightning's in the in in the Young Justice show because it's it's unkempt, but at the same time, it's also like controlled and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, uh, but also it's something about the the voice actor for him. The, that voice mm-hmm. just just kind of like sold it for me and stuff like that. But uh, but now that I've now that I've gotten, I swore to my I, I swore to myself I'd never get to that point where it's like oh cartoon characters turn me on. 
<laughs> Look. It's the gay away thing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have to say, we talk, we've spoken about this a few times this month on my show. Everyone has like some kind of character that's like reminds them that they're gay. It's called the gay awakening. It's a real thing. Oh, you yeah, that, when you that were younger, too, you probably saw like Spawn and was like, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, going- I'm, I'm the black girl gift that's doing <laughs> But uh, but going to the video game characters. Uh, remember when there was this? Remember when there there was a, there was a Twitter meme coming out? It's like it's like it's like men. Why can't you look like this? And mm. and it, and and everybody was like throwing up their rebuttals and stuff. I threw up a rebuttal uh, rebuttal of Gladiolus Amasidia from Final Fantasy Fifteen because uh, I mean that dude that dude just looks amazing. You know, like the scars, the tattoos, it didn't matter. You know, that dude looks amazing. So he was one of them uh, because I play Tekken a lot. Uh, Jin Kazama. Ooh. And actually, and actually, Jin Kazama has has some booty. He does. Hey, well, hold on. I will verify this. <laughs> <laughs> and then um and then for the third character uh carlos Oliveira from the resident Evil 3 remake that is one that is one of the most you know what they when you see his origins from the original resident Evil 3 to now like you know like the one thing i will say is they did not give him the chris redfield treatment at all they they hey they hey they buffed this guy up but they didn't take it overboard and and, and he actually looks like an actual human being and not some reject from menudo Yep. So those right. are those are my three. I thought I was gonna have like a I thought I was gonna have a, like a female, uh, you know, because I'm bisexual and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, I was like, uh, you know, these male characters kind of like you know twist my crank. So let's go for them. <laughs> twist my crank. I'm putting that in my list of things I'm gonna say from now. <laughs> twist my crank. <laughs> Uh, Eddie's having a uh, a malfunction here. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, we we can't hear you. It happened when you knocked over your mic. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. And there we go. There we go. Uh, Terezi, what is your character? Your choice. Oh no, you, you got your mic on. You on mute. You're muted. Oh, got got you. My bad. <laughs> My first character is Blade. Um, it's actually Wesley Snipes Blade. Oh, yes. wow. So wow. When I first saw that, I don't know. It was like the vest, the muscles, the teeth. I, it all just went together. And I'm like, oh. And it just okay, did something to me. Okay. <laughs> it was just a sensation went over my body. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I love. That was one of my favorite movies, too. Um, the second character is from an anime. Um, and... I don't know. I, I guess it's his demeanor, how he handles stuff, and he's very cool. It's, it's Jotaro Kujo. Oh, Ooh. wow. Wow. Okay. Very. I, I love Star Platinum, all of that. Like, I don't know. I love that anime. I have not uh, seen that Jojo. anime. Man, you, you got to watch it, man. You got to watch it. It's, it's something is worth that, watching. Is that Jojo Adventures? Mm-hmm. Jojo's a Bizarre yeah. Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Is it on Hulu or Netflix? Where is it on streaming? I thought it just came out. I thought it was, I, I thought it was I thought it was all Funimation. I thought Funimation yeah, had that one. I thought, um, it was. It's, I I watched it on uh, Crunchyroll. Yeah. There, huh. yeah, I need to watch it because everybody loves that anime, and I I just haven't got into it because I haven't just, just haven't seen beautiful it. Beautiful boys in that. Triple B, triple threat. 
he's already thinking he's just like ooh, i need some water listen um <laughs> my third one is is gerald from the witcher oh man and you, okay I, I i was wondering if he was gonna show up i um i love how he look i love his character design i love his hair and mm-hmm. all of that. I, I every time i play like an rpg i literally make my character's hair white and all of that i don't know what it is about i do that too that, yeah all of my characters in the rpg are white haired like buff and all of that that's that's the body type i kind of like i have a picture that i like but it, it's it's different in real life. <laughs> i i honestly i honestly thought of, of picking Geralt, but uh but everybody would be like oh you're so shallow because of course like the the scene in the witcher 3 when he's in the bathtub uh, uh, you know yeah. which which of course they they put henry cavill in in the freaking the witcher series you know i was like okay that's too obvious he's hot it's okay <sighs> <laughs> you know what? I'm surprised. I'm surprised no one said Kano from Mortal, from Mortal Kombat, like the latest you know, he outing. Doesn't, he doesn't do it for me. Everybody oh. keeps going back to Mortal Kombat the movie. I'm just like, no, no, no. no I'm not talking about. The, I'm not talking about the movie. No, I'm talking about the latest, the I'm latest Mortal Kombat game. Kano. Oh, if I choose about Mortal Kombat, it's gonna be Jax because he. Is- <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah. If Terizzi, if you don't preach the word right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try if I'm not busting. Well, up. well, look, well, look. The reason is, I, 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 it's not like I was even like put trying to push Jax to the side or anything. But man, when when they just started showing like the the highlight reel for for Kano in the latest Resident in the late Resident Evil, wow, the latest Mortal Kombat game, mm-hmm. uh, he, all you saw on Twitter was like how Kano could hate crime somebody and it and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> Kano has, Kano has the kind of male sex appeal that even straight guys like it it's the ruggedness of the beard he's got his chest out and then he's like also chest hair so what's yeah. up mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. i like chest hair so it, that's a turn on for me yeah yeah so yeah. uh, do you have a bonus character sir is oh, sorry um i okay so when you first said hot character i thought about like okay it Hot as in sexual, or how as in like this character's dope. I do have a, a dope character that I love, and it, it has to go to Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, uh, simply because when he first came out, I was so anti Sonic at that point. I was so <laughs> sick of getting that goddamn thumbs up. I wanted Shadow. He was he was so cold. He was dark. He was on skates. My man, he's on skates. <laughs> Faster than this man who's running you on skates. Oh man! And then he had two Glocks. Chaos control. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna leave it like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, for me, um, Kajimis already knows. I already put this down. So of course, it's Max Payne for Max Payne Three. Hot <laughs> daddy. Oh, uh, that bald hit. Yeah, I yeah. I had to play Twister, get it wet when I seen him. I was just like, yep, that that pretty much does it. <laughs> uh, number two for me is Blaze from Streets of Rage 2. Oh, right. I love, oh, I love Blaze. She kicks major tail. Like, what do you think is, of a revamp in the, in the current Streets of Rage? What do you think of a revamp now? I like her. I like her. See, she's she's sexy and beautiful. She's rich too. Um, the um, who is it? Who's the black dude that she's Rage to? Uh, it's the it's, I I can't remember the name, but it's um, the grown up version of the of the roller skate boy from Streets of Rage Two. <laughs> no, it's uh no, it's a remake of he's a uh new look from from Streets of Rage One. What? Uh, um, oh, wait, are we talking about in Streets of Rage Four? 
Yes. That I believe. Let me see. I he was he he's the one that won. Uh skate was his uncle and two because you had to rescue oh, him. Oh okay, 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 okay. Adam, yes. Adam is Street Match 4. No, he yeah, yeah. I like Beautiful man. Let me tell you right now, Leron, you could cosplay as Adam in Shrieks of Rage 4, and I would be driving. I would, I literally would be driving to your house to snag you. There you go. Hmm. That's an idea. That's an idea. I'm already going to, I'm already going to tell you if I see it, if you, if you look like Adam from Shrieks of Rage 4, I'm finding ways to come and get you, and I'm going to snag you. Hold on, you know what? You know what? This this shows this shows just how rusty I am because I have Streets of Rage four, but I have not beaten the game, so uh, I have I obviously have not. Rage four. He's shirt, some black pants, some black boots. Oh, so, I don't, oh wow! You, okay. you have to you have to chest and to look for him. So I I will smack <laughs> you up. Um, number three, <laughs> number three is from Yakuza Kawami. Uh, it's this version, not Yakuza Zero, but Masaru Sarah. He's the third chairman. Uh, that's an Asian hot daddy right there with the gray hair. <laughs> and I'm just like, yep, you're a snack for me. Um, my honorable mission will be Full Metal Alchemist. Um, the one g- character who has the little girl and the dog, and he's always showing pictures of his little daughter. I cannot think of his name. Uh, but he ends up dying, and somehow his daughter and the dog gets kidnapped, and a mixture happens with one of the characters with them and it's like really sad just like super sad but um he has a character in full metal alchemist not brotherhood but the the first edition i cannot think of his name yeah he's my honorable mission so but everybody that has been our pride panel that has been our show once again i want to thank everybody uh but before we go um we're going to do plugs tyrenzi where can we find you at you can find me on Twitter at just flash me and uh well mixer at Terenzi and Facebook at Terenzi. <laughs> my name at anything. <laughs> uh Leron, where can we find you at? Okay, you can find me on Twitter, uh Xs 803, which is also my gamer tag. So you can find me on PlayStation Network as well as Twitch, uh EXODUS803. Uh I like I said, I'm not putting my YouTube channel out there yet because I'm trying to get the, the subs the sub count up to get my own custom URL. So eventually that'll be a thing and I'll I'll get it out there. But uh those are those are the places that, that you can catch me at. Yes. Come and Jason, where can we find you at? Uh, Comic Juice Gaming on Twitter, uh, WK Cooldown also on Twitter is where you'll find the podcast Twitter page, uh, WKCooldown.com, Weekly Cooldown on Facebook. Ooh, I think that's it. I have a Discord page, uh, of fucking whatever it is. You can come <laughs> do that. Uh, yes, and you guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can check out optional opinion on SoundCloud and other podcast apps. You can check more content at Bosch Rush Games at BoschRushGames.com and on our YouTube page at Bosch Rush Games. There, um, once again, thank you, Corey. Thank you, Jesse, for being our producers for um checking out the chat. And you know, you guys just being educated. Hopefully, you guys have been laughing along with us and everything. Once again, thank you, Common James. Thank you, Leron. Thank you, Terenzi. And everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Happy Pride to all you guys, to the LGBTQ community, to our allies. Um, celebrate it in a good way. We know that there's a lot of things that's going on right now, but let's continue to play video games with each other and be better as artists. 
with that, everybody, we will see you next time on Bosch Rush Podcast. Bye, everybody. Peace out. Have a good one.